Welcome to episode 17 of the Motor City Gameworks podcast. With me tonight are two of my best friends and my business partners, Mr. Matt Riddle and the Reverend Dr. Adam Hill. What's up, guys? What's up? What's going 17? on? 17. Shouldn't it be on like 22 or something? Like where did, 17, you're doing huh? the math. 17. Okay. All right. We average one a month. <laughs> we did. We did. When we started. This season, we've averaged two. <laughs> We're going for quality. That's just it. That's, right. just it. that's it. We're doing the BBC. It's like four episode season. Right. Like four episode arc. Yeah, we don't want to saturate the market. Yeah. So yeah, the last time, guys, I was listening to episode 16 on the way here from May. Wow, life, yo. Yeah, it's been a little bit. It's all right. I'll take a lot of the blame. Life, life happens. It does. It's uh, it's a lot. It's it's been a year, but uh, hey, we're back, and we've actually had quite a bit going on gaming. We have. We have been uh, rocking. We made a lot of sales on Mm -hmm. designs we've done because as Motor City Game Works, we are a board game company, tabletop board game company. Right now, we're doing one project a year ourselves. We're publishing, but we have designed a lot more games than that. Yeah, yep. And it's always fun to work with other publishers. So we've been on a roll, actually. We have been. Like our the design studio side, I guess, of uh, Motor City Gamers has been super popping, as they say this year. So I don't know that they say that, but that's awesome. No, they say that. Nobody I know says that. What's that? Nobody I know says that. No, no one I know says that. They definitely say that. They don't. (laughs) Uh, But... It's not a lie if you believe it, Matt. True. It's not a lie if you so believe it. So the last time we talked, Motor City had just delivered to backers. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and that has now since gone away? Is that where we're... Oh, wait. Where are we at? It's, it's still around. Oh, it's you true. Still it's still buy it. You can still yeah. find it's still a copy. available. It's true. It's Go still to... got great ratings, mind you. It does. Thank you. But it copies does. are definitely available. <laughs> it is not hard to get your hands on, as it turns out. And French Quarter kickstarted. It did. That is our latest loaded roll and write. We had a good Kickstarter, a decent yeah. backer account. Didn't go crazy, but it did fine. It did well. Yeah, in a subdued Kickstarter market, I have no complaints. And we saw, actually, the proofs of that. The we full did. color printing pages, yep. the meeples, the whole show. All of it. The cards. It's yeah. beautiful. So, for those of you that have been back at the project, you know, five months ago, uh, we've had a chance in, in this time frame to complete production and get it on a boat, as a matter of fact. As of uh, yesterday, that's excellent. I did pay that bill, so I'm glad they put it yes, on the boat. Yes, so they did get they did get it onto the boat, and we actually we're getting a case because uh, we need to get a couple down to Chad from 25th Century, so he can do you know the professional photos and all the things that he does to prepare for the what's going to be a Fat Tuesday retail launch. Oh, that's pretty rad. Yeah. That's actually super awesome. It is almost like we planned it. It is. We didn't, but that's <laughs> we cool. Did not. But hold on, did I hear that you got to go and talk to your guy? Yeah, I got to bank. go, uh, yeah, hey, give me my guy. Got to wire some money uh, overseas. Yep. I got to be on a list by now. I, like every time I wire transactions and wire money to the factory I'm, or our fulfillment or, you know, There's it's always. FBI list with Ben Pinchback on it. Dude, it's always it. international. I got to be on some list like, by now. The Absolutely. money's not going to his bank account. Where the hell is it going? Like, yeah, no, like he's know. actually not making money. What is he doing? <laughs> He takes in money and he spends a lot of money, but he doesn't he hold the money. He doesn't take in the money. He doesn't but, hold the money, which right. is the most you important can, you part. You yeah. take the money, <laughs> but you don't hold you the money. You spend all the money you get, yeah. For the spend record, we're funny. two, like, 
we're like four minutes in, and we are two Seinfeld references. It's true. That's true. That's a good night. It is. It's not the worst. So all that to say, uh, Seinfeld references aside, so Three Sisters is complete production. It is wait French Quarter. uh, French Quarter. But but Three Sisters is also Three Sisters has also by the the reprint of the reprint of the reprint. (laughs) We're on like what seven or eight. Yeah, we're legitimately with the French Quarter. There's yeah, it's a Three Sisters reprint. Like whatever the seventh eighth, whatever number we're on. It's great. Yeah, that one's still cooking along. Uh, so French Quarter will be here again. The, the boat's the most variable piece, frankly. You're like, actually, I I still don't update to backers today tonight when I get out of here, and um, I'm still I was hoping to get a little more information. That's why I was waiting. So it's we don't have time frames on boats yet. Boats can be four weeks. It can be eight weeks. So it'll be here sometime in the next eight weeks. In this part, because of the season, because of the time frame, it'll yeah. be much like our last projects. We'll have a January fulfillment. And I have a question for you about boats. Of course. Okay, in the past, we've always given out the things are on this boat. Yep. Right? Yep. And I like that. Yeah, it's fun. We'll do that again once I have that data. Okay. Today, I got a Kickstarter notice Mm -hmm. where the person running it was like, okay, it's on a boat, but I don't give boat info. (laughs) Like he specifically identified that? In a a parenthetical statement, he calls out, I don't give boat info. Why not? I don't know. And that's my question is what... That is why a strange would you hill to not, die on. Yes. Why would you possibly not? Like this was. Don't can, even ask for boat info. It's basically only, what he was saying. The only reason because you don't want to be held accountable for when that boat gets to dock in the U.S. and it takes two more months to get your stuff out. Right. You want to be able to control the time but, frame. But here's the, the deal: control the narrative Look, of your own he delays. He went on to explain that that just because a boat shows up, he gave us the dates. Yeah. Won't tell us the boat it's on. And, and he said, and when it gets here, it could still do this or this. It could sit there for months because we're not next in line. Yeah. Like he explained all of those delays that could happen. We have never, I say never, it's only been two projects, but I've, we've never had an issue with fulfillment centers sitting on our stuff for a long time. I've heard that, that uh, complaint from other folks. Yes. But these, these places are pros and they've got thousands of other games, tens of thousands of other games they ship out, you know, a, 5,000 copies of whatever, all, all of our stuff, whatever, isn't changing their day. Like, you know, right. you're not dealing with two people. It's a full company who has warehousing and production shipping or, you know, like production level processes for shipping and stuff. So I, I hear them. But at the end of the day, you know, it generally, you know, for us, you know, I, I can acknowledge what, what they're after. I don't. I don't agree. For all three people that probably chase the boats around, because it's fun. There's it a is kind of fun. It yeah, is kind of fun, picture. and that's why I was I was I noticed it simply because it was an odd hill to die on. It was that the email it, that called is. it out in parentheses. I don't give boat info, and I was like, <laughs> why wouldn't you? It you saves look, people from having to ask you the question. Exactly. Where's that boat? That boat's just south of India. Mm-hmm. Thanks for asking. What like, a fun like, industry, though. Like, what else would you spend $30 plus shipping? So maybe you're, you know, 40 bucks, 50 bucks in if you're a foreign backer. Like, you got 30 to 50 bucks into this thing, and you're literally going to watch a boat on your phone for like a week or two as it comes across. What other product are you tracking with that much excitement, right? You're not. You're not. That's what makes this industry so fun. <laughs> it is. I was about to say, the drug cartels yeah. probably yeah. have that same sort of experience. Other things that are fun. Other things that are fun. <laughs> but like illicit drugs. A little... Like illicit drugs. <laughs> you know, I'm super proud of us for um, getting Not the... being in the illicit that drug too, business. That too, that too, because the thought has crossed our mind. Back to that holding the money thing. We do a little more margin, I think, in that industry. But no, this summer, you know, we got our files to the factory... 
We uh, did it on time. They printed. It's on a boat. And we did all that even though I got poison ivy this summer. Like <laughs> Poison <laughs> ivy survivor. <laughs> 2023. Yeah, it really set me back about. I'm proud of you. There's a a joke for three. It set me uh, back a couple hours, you know, having to deal with that poison (laughs) ivy. But it can be tough. I got over it, and um, you know, we got we got our stuff done. We did. That's good. That's Uh, good. I love all my friends in the gaming industry. I just want to throw that. It was an itchy couple hours, but (laughs) after that, we survived. It was. Um, So I will say, what's interesting, right, is we kickstarted a full what, three months after our previous, you know, May yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of, you know, but the timelines ended up the same just because we were, frankly, more prepared. Right. You know, we've learned the lessons each Kickstarter so far. I would love to actually get one out in like October, November, like we always think we're going to, but it never works just because timing, you know, we'd have to be like really, really done and probably do March again to ever pull yeah. that out. I will say though, as a quick aside with the whole boat tracking thing, it does make you think to yourself like, I love all of our stuff. I love our games. I love all the stuff in my house. But I'm like, we are paying a price, <laughs> like environmentally, to have a gazillion boats trafficking back and forth, you know, back and forth across the water all day. It's insane the number of boats that are on the water. If you look at these websites, it's there's a lot of boats. Like everywhere, the whole ocean is full of dots. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's heavy. Mm-hmm. You can solve that problem and then you know come back to us with the answer. I don't have one. There's money to be made in prolonging the problem, then. Yes, there is. <laughs> if, if so, you can either solve it or you can help prolong it. And I like the work you've chosen. Yes. No, we're on the... I uh, want to go back to the poison ivy thing for yeah. a minute. <clears throat> I've had poison ivy so bad I've had to go to the hospital before. <laughs> I have never felt, and I want to be clear about this, never felt fatter in my life Yeah. than when I had to take an oatmeal bath. What? At a hospital or here? Oh, it was at my house. It wasn't here. It was at, so much but, oatmeal. Well, well, the truth is, because it's a bath, and I'm a large mammal, yeah. not a lot of oatmeal. Right. Turns out it's like oh, two cause... inches of water, and I can crank up that tub pretty full. And so it wasn't a lot of water, but like, as a fat guy, to then just be soaking in like a vat of oatmeal, <laughs> and it's not that much oatmeal, but there's still like That's some oatmeal real that is noticeable, and you're like. I hate myself. Like, like <laughs> such a, it was such a shameful moment. I was like, I'm now laying, like I'm, I'm bathing in food. Like this might as well be a gravy bath. Like I feel so fat, but uh, yeah, fattest I've ever felt was recovering from poison. Ivy. I didn't how know you, the oatmeal thing was real. How do you clean up the oatmeal bath? You have to like scoop it out into a trash it's, can. Like I said, it's not thick oatmeal. Like it's not like, it's not like, it's not like a, a bowl of Quaker oats. Like it's just, there's some, there's some oatmeal involved. It washes down. There's just, not that much. You keep it down the drain. Yeah, it just goes right down the drain. Wilford Brimley giving you the oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. I'd actually go with that. That would have been like a highlight. We'd have led with that. I'd have been like, I, have, I want poison ivy again. Me and Wilford Brimley had a good discussion. Wilford's got soft hands. He does have soft hands. But, but uh, yeah. So diabetes. in between May and now, Three Sisters had quite a run not winning awards this summer. It did almost win several awards. But it was an honor just to be nominated. It was. It was. And we went to one of the award shows. We did. We did. And it was probably best we didn't win because I was fired up. Way more fired up than I expected to be. The Origins Awards, for those of you. Like, uh, I was ready to go Mick Foley. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to jump off this and just break that table up front and scream out lots of things. Yeah, we were way too excited. If we would have we won, we would have we If we'd have won, it would have been spectacle. way too much. Especially because they gave us the if you do you remember this that they got on and said, We're going to ask our recipients to please curtail their language because this is broadcast 
publicly. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> and I was like, are there a lot of people just dropping <laughs> F bombs? Like, 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 I won the Origins Award. I like, think boom. all four people watching the Origins right. Awards live via live stream could probably handle an F bomb or two. All right, all right. Matt, mm-hmm. what was your favorite part of the Origins Awards? Oh, my gosh. I'm asking you cold. What was your favorite part? It wasn't Kevin Sorbo because they couldn't afford him this right. year. I couldn't I, get him this year. Unironically, it was Martin Wallace barely caring. Yes. And like, immediately leaving. Gave yes. a speech and walked, walked out. straight like, out. Like, didn't even hide it either. Right. Like didn't <laughs> slink out, didn't just like walked right out the door. He basically went off stage, award in hand, <laughs> and straight out the glass door. <laughs> like it was it was so like he finished. And then as we watched him, he exited. Didn't like stop by his chair for a coat. Just no, headed no, right out the was, door. I'm done here. Like losers. in full view of the rest of the audience who was there for another hour. Wait, yes. So who was the Mike, uh, not Fitzgerald. Uh, Elliot. Mike Elliot. Yeah. You know, he was the, he was the uh, MC. Yeah. He was not the best, but I mean, he's, I get why he was doing it. He's a, he's a famous name. And yeah. He was inducting for those, for a little more reference. He as a current Board Hall Game of Hall of Famer was introducing Martin Wallace into the Board Game Hall of Fame. And uh, Martin Wallace was certain. Listen, I don't think Let I'm not saying say he wasn't I appreciative. Let me just say I doubt Martin Wallace will be back to introduce the next member. I, I will think say that's, that's true. that's probably going to be another one for my mans who already he, did it. He was kind. Martin Wallace will not be back to that anytime soon. <laughs> that was awesome. That he was, was one of my favorite things. Might have been my favorite. It was funny. He was, was kind was and gracious during war acceptance, but he did immediately. Oh, it was. I'm out. He's like, peace. My yeah. favorite part was in typical Origins Award fashion, which is <laughs> they're usually pretty low rent. So <laughs> there was a wedding going on <laughs> next door. Yes, yes. And the music from the wedding was so loud you couldn't hear a word that anybody said at the Origins Award. I want to be Not clear. a word. We were within the front two thirds of the auditorium. Yeah. All right. Only because the back there was empty. Right. We could not hear. Here. And somebody went, I think, to like try to get it turned down. And like, no, this is a wedding. We're not turning the music down. <laughs> right. What are you guys doing? Some nerdy board game award? No, we're not turning the wedding down. These people paid real money to be and here. And they didn't. No, they, they did certainly not. did not turn it down. Playlist was fire, though. It was pretty <laughs> solid playlist, but it was it was wild. So y'all have mentioned my two favorite things about the awards. <laughs> yeah. My third, the, the third thing that I would mention is it was cool to watch um, Helena Creature Comforts. Yeah, Creature Comforts. Yeah, that was Helena cool that they team. won. That they were cool sitting they right won. in front of us. Yeah, they were there. They won. That Very was excited. super fun to watch. It was. As you can imagine, most folks were, you know, not there. <laughs> so yes. it was, you know, except the award on behalf of by the... There was I don't quite a bit of that. who was hosting at that quite point. Quite a bit of that. Some Morden's person. It was cool to watch them win and be excited. Yep. We would have been just as excited. 100%. They were more classy than we would have been. Because yeah. like you said, we would have trashed the place like pro wrestlers. The minute they told me I couldn't swear... And here's the deal. I'm the Reverend Doctor. Don't swear a ton, but the minute they told me I couldn't, yeah. the only words that tasted good in my mouth, fellas, were the emergency words, Dude, and I'd have brought them. I would have wanted to like hacksaw Jim Duggan off the aisle. That's like, what the I'm whole, saying. Like, it, it, like, it was yeah. best we didn't win, but we did get nominated for that. We got nominated for another award at a different convention, and so that was super fun. Yeah. A, a Dice Tower Award. Dice Tower yeah. Award, yeah. Yeah, for a best game from Best yep. New Publisher. Chad was there to that, not win to on not our win. And here's the deal. That was my... That was my first opportunity mm-hmm. to not win an Origins Award or a Dice Tower Award. Now, y'all walked me through that We've as been veterans. There. We're awesome at not winning <laughs> awards. <laughs> ben and I have not won lots of awards. 
It's uh, <laughs> we actually we got in there real early. Fleet did not win a Fleet Origins did not award. win an Ordens Award. Wow. Yeah, we were nominated and didn't come close to winning. So I think we have a long history of not winning awards. I'm not sure if Pete Mots did, but Fleet and Fleet Dice in one of our card games has been, um, you know, I think was in that on a list for mm-hmm. Ordens Awards. So yeah, and then BGG we talked last time. We always get waxed in the. BGG, uh, yeah. Golden Geeks, and all that, but the Golden Geeks needs to catch on to this podcast. Yeah, see, the Golden this Geeks is—I is, I would say that yeah, you know, recording three times a year is definitely three the times way, a year is way to the get, way to get, on get the, that podcast. Yeah. True, we'll get that. We'll we'll beat all Geek All Stars of that one too. No, I would say that you know the a lot of the awards that I don't want to say mean something because Golden Geeks absolutely means something, but it is certainly based on volume. So that's a tough one to win unless you're an A list title. We've all we've had some, as usual, historically, critically well received games. Our list of high selling games is smaller. Yeah, so that's well, just a what fact. are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Can't win them all. Keep keep trying. Can't keep all be plugging. Astronauts. So, like you said, French Quarter is yeah. actually showing up January. Uh, I'm gonna say January fulfillment. So the, we'll we'll have real copies. 25th century is gonna do a big launch on Fat Tuesday. Fat right? Tuesday. That's yep. So sweet. we're gonna have everything very thematic. It is. So it'll be here probably in December, uh, as far as the boat arriving. And then there'll be some, you know, staging time. Christmas season means we're, we're going to get pushed to January, which is fine. Right. So we'll fulfill in January so that 20th century can be ready and prepared for a... I don't, what is Fat Tuesday? Is it like early February? I have uh, no idea. No, it is... Um, actually, I don't know this year. Sorry. Middle of February? I know that Easter is the 31st, so it's going to be uh, of March. So it's going to be 46 days before that. Sure. So, Whatever that is. So, Febu- February. Yeah, middle of February. Mid-February. Okay. Yeah, so mid-February would be pretty cool. Like the Is it Valentine's thing. Day? I do not. Hold on. So while he's doing that, yeah. we've had a pretty busy year selling designs to we publishers, have. haven't we? I don't know how much detail we can give, um, but we've had a really nice role. I, like Durango, which is probably going to get a retheme if I had to guess. We can't say who's... It's 100% going to get a retheme. Who's re-theme. currently working on it, but it's a AAA like, get for us. Just want to be clear. Yeah. Mardi yeah. Gras in 2024 is February 13th, so that means that the first day of Lent. And where does Fat Tuesday Ash, fall? Ash Wednesday that? is Valentine's Day, <laughs> fellas. <laughs> it's going to be a tough sell. Um, is Fat Tuesday immediately before that? It's the Tuesday before Ash oh, Wednesday. Oh, so it's like the 12th or it give yeah. or take. Interesting. So it's the 13th. Yeah, 13th. I, Fat Tuesday is the 13th. Oh, it is. Okay. So February 13th. Punchy Day. That's what it is in Michigan. That's all I know it by. Uh, yeah. The um so yeah so at the Ben's point Durango I, I think we've hinted this a little bit but we we can't it has it's still not officially signed it was in line to potentially be our our next, next loaded yeah. rolling right yep. which might you know close out the series type of thing but yeah. we went and probably sold it to a AAA to company a very which is very large company way better than us which doing will be it. awesome yeah and then I would say the one thing we can't we can't I think we talked about Glassworks yeah yeah I think so like it's been out there it's not a secret I, I we won't like you know announce anything per se but. We signed a game uh, that was, you know, I think we've talked about it even on, on the on the program, as they say. You know, we had a, if you look back at like our old Sebastral card game, which is a great card game, one of our favorite designs. By that, Renegade Games. By Renegade Games that, you know, Ben and I did when we were trying to design a series of card games that, that was a follow-up to Stellar, which is still one of our better-selling games, actually. Every continues, We still get checks. We still get checks for Stellar all the I time. I like checks with Me money too. on them. And uh, so we took that and said, hey, we have this cool game. It's a card game. Let's... You know, let's make a board game. Make out a board. It. Let's azulify it and make it tiles and make it cool and make it fun. And you know, now that Adam's part of the team, you know, he got involved and we got to 
you know, kind of take right. a look at that project, and it really turned out awesome. And River Valley, what's funny is River Valley Glassworks was the original theme of right. Sebastrol. Yes. And but the um, you know, the company that we were working with, you know, Renegade wanted to stick in that sort of sciency line because Stellar was doing really well. They wanted to follow up. And, you know, that the that theme was uh, literally collecting depression glass. Yeah. And that right. was you know, something that I can remember, you know, Ben and I would talk about how we worked together. We were sitting at, talking at work after we had designed you know, this goes all the way back to the story I've told seven times about how I played some Riot Locket game, thought there was a cool mechanic. We took that, made a whole card game out of it, and we were sitting at work one day talking about things you collect. And it was like we were chatting over the Messenger app at work. And both Googling things and, and people Googling collect. at the same time things people collect, and, and Depression Glass popped as something pretty cool to do a game about. It's, <laughs> it turns out it's yet to get there. <laughs> cause it the never river, makes the finish line. It does not. River Valley Glassworks, while the name made it, the theme is now more of collecting sea glass, like sea glass sea river glass, glass. which yeah. is actually way cooler because it it's very topical right it now. It is. And the, the nice. component wise they're doing is amazing because it's like little pieces of glass. That's so great. Beautiful. So that'll Beautiful. be, that's all play. We can't, probably can't say much more because they're, but it's been out there. They've had it at cons. You know, they're, it's going to be a really big deal. Right. Knock on a uh, table next year. And uh, yeah, that one's going to be awesome. Don't knock on table. Ben will look Don't knock at on you. table. Yeah, yes. I got to edit that out now. Thanks a lot for yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So, Adam, you designed a pretty sweet Euro that me and Matt get a third of the credit for that we don't deserve. But we, we also helped at some point. And, oh, yeah. Uh, there's yeah. a company looking at that one. And, there is. I uh, won't say who it is, but it's a big German company that does awesome Euros. Um, they do. Come in yellow boxes. And uh, hopefully, you know, maybe uh, we can get to the finish line it would there. Be a, it would be a real royal. It's a bucket list get for us. Yeah, it would be a royal get. Yeah. Like it, would be, it would be a royal get if this company were get, to... Yeah. Say yes, but no. Yeah, what began is and kind of a, it's it's been called you know Wizards for Hire, and then it's been called Ye Old Magic Shop, and and it may get a new theme or it may not. They they actually like the theme. Um, it's it you play as a wizard and you have a team of apprentices and novices, and you're trying to you work at the magic shop. Some wizards change the course of history, not you. You're working at the magic shop, fulfilling spells to try and pay them bills. Uh, but you're wanting to win Employee of the Month. It is a super fun Euro, and uh, it has just gone through, I, and it's been to several publishers, and, and I've gotten some really great feedback in the nose. So all of you designers who send out a project and then you get told no, sometimes you can get them to give you a list of why. Yeah. And when a publisher sits down and does that, take it to heart and make the game better. They might not be right about everything, but if they take the time to do that, that's really great. And it, it helped refine this game into what I think is one of the best games I've ever made. Um, and it's kind of our homage to Stefan Feld. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing it get picked up and really let a lot of people play it because it's a super fun uh, it game. It deserves to get picked up by the company, the royal company we're referring to because it, A, fits their line and B, is a legitimately great year. I would say, again, like Ben kind of hinted at, right? This is, you know, 93% Adam and 7% Ben and I poking the bear and, you know, trying to prod him into changing things that we would like to see changed and, you know, it, it's so good. I, I I always liked it as Wizard, you know, when it was Eel Magic Shop. But also acknowledge that there was something just a little off about it. And as you kept working on it and kept cleaning yeah. it up and refining it, it just it always got and better. Different publishers that said, "Yeah, we're interested. Send us that." And then kind of turned around and said it didn't cross the finish line. A couple of them were willing to tell me, "Here's yeah. why." 
and that feedback really made a huge difference it did. in what that game has become. And yep. I I love it now. It's one of the games I actually like playing. Yeah. That is really funny because like when people come over to play games, some of my friends now will say, Can we play that one? Mm-hmm. Because they've tested it. And it's yep. a it's a super fun game. Yeah. And so yeah, I really hope that it, it gets made. I think it, I think it will. And I also think that's a really interesting just as a design point, right? As we think about board game design, that's a really difficult thing to balance is the you you know, sometimes you can, things can drag on for too long. Like right. I think Ben and I sometimes over put things to bed. We're like, ah, because we like if we don't love it pretty early on, we'll just kick it off to the curb and, and go to somewhere else. And I think some people take a game out for years. <laughs> and you see the same, like you go to... Yeah, if you're at like the fourth unpub with the game still, it's like, yeah, it might probably, not happen, you gotta, might not happen yeah. man. And yeah. I, I, Somebody's got to tell you. That, there's a really fine balance. And I think, I think and, you did a good job with that. What's my point? Yeah. Is that, that there's a line there somewhere and you wrote it with Yield Magic Shop to the point where it's like, okay, even though it took a couple of years, like it was, you know, you were building off of momentum. Real momentum, not just like, it's your only idea. <laughs> yeah. Like you were actually building off of actual momentum that you were getting and feedback you were getting but it's kind of been the design that's done the whole like process where you make something that you're really passionate about you show it to someone and they go eh. yeah and then you make something you you, you kind of let it sit because your feelings are hurt or you're a little disappointed and you're like who knows and then you come back to it and you're like oh man actually this is a pretty strong foundation but i can see what they didn't like yep like i've had enough distance now i wonder if i did this right and it went through that creative process two or three times combined with, and I can't say this enough, and I know it sounds like I'm being paid to talk about Josh and Helena, um, but Josh Capel sent me such a good list of feedback on why they ultimately said no at Burnt Island. And they don't have to do that. No. They don't. Most, and, most people don't. And he said, we've played it multiple times. Yeah, that was really cool. We really like it, but it's just not crossing the finish line. And here's what you might think about. Did I implement everything he said? No. But it helped me to see that he had thoughtfully responded. And if you as a designer can get that from a publisher, that's gold. Yeah. Yep. You know, especially one that knows what they're doing and makes pretty good games, uh, games yeah. you enjoy playing. And so, you know, that was super helpful. And then, you know, really bringing it all in and having you help me narrow down. I, you know, like it's only been to one unpub. Mm-hmm. And, um, Everything else has happened in-house, and y'all have played it, and I think Matt has probably played it three or four different times in different stages. Different iterations, absolutely. Yeah. Um, my, my involvement was like uh, prompting chat GPT. Like, we'd play it, and then I'd be like, Adam, I think you need like two Steffenfeld tracks. And that, that was like my prompt. And then you went away and did all the work and came back and was like, all right, I, I gave... What you talked about. Yeah, I did all the work and it, it works perfectly. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I helped. I helped. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it did like just that, that influx of new creativity really made that design take that last yeah. step, I think, from good to great that now has, you know, it was, a company royally interested. And those are the hardest games, honestly. I mean this, like it, not as a fellow designer and obviously, you know, great friend. Those are the hardest games to evaluate as a designer. Games that are good, because you're like, it's good. It's can not, it be great? But can, you're right, it's not great. Is it stuck in it's good? Probably not even, it it's great? probably not even very good, but it's good. So it's like, if, if something's bad, you're like, okay, I can help you. We can find some things. Let's get this thing forward. If something's already good, you're like, well, because you don't want to change something that's good. Like That's the hardest thing as a designer giving feedback to other designers. Is you want to be like, why don't you do this instead? You're not redesigning the game. You're supposed to be trying to help a game 
you know, get from good to great. And that, it's hard. It's hard to. And that game was always it, it gets stuck for a little bit. It got stuck for a little while there in yeah. good. And then it, you know, but you just kept doing the work. So it, was, it can be really hard to go from good to great because there's no defined criteria of what a great game is. Correct. It's kind of like you know it when you play it. Yep. And you'll play another iteration and be like, no, it's still good. Yep. We did all the changes and it's still good. It, yep. it, it's yeah. not great yet. It, it good's it can, not bad, but it's not good enough. You just don't know yep. it until you yep. have that one play and you're like, holy crap, it's great now. Yep. Like, whatever we right. did in the right. last two weeks, yep. it, it's and magically we great hit now. that level and I was yeah. like, hey, we really need yeah. to talk to some folks about this game Yeah, now. I remember I when Durango hit that I do too. for me, honestly. Yeah. It was good for a long time. And then just at some point, it, it flipped the switch. And I'm like, this is a great game. You know, right. it's happening, you know. Awesome. We have another big one. I don't know how much uh, we can talk, you know, beyond our normal conversation. Um, I think, man, we've been on a friggin' roll, guys. I know. Past (laughs) us is killing it. So we can say we've we've said before that we designed a sequel to Beyond the Sun. Yes, us us and Dennis Chan. Us and Dennis Chan. Dennis has been awesome. I talked to him yesterday, actually. And you know, we it's called Beyond the Horizon, and it takes Beyond the Sun, and we. We don't mess with the beauty of Beyond the Sun, which is the tech track and the way those that right. interaction works and the because it's awesome, shockingly simple but interesting worker yeah. placement where it's like really easy but like it's clever still like it's like you got like three worker placement spots and it totally works right it, and then you expand it, the correct because it's constantly expanding and opening via up the new tech spots track. exactly that yep. you can go to and so we didn't mess with any of that because we we. Well, we balanced a couple. We tweaked cards. some things we like based on our new design, but yeah. we didn't like change mechanically that. We just took and we basically took the that little space board and made it a whole like you know um, not no extermination like a civ game. It's like ex- you're exploring, yes. you're setting up cities and villages, and you're you know there's no fighting or combat or anything like that. Um, and it is great. And we you know I, I will say it, it wasn't something that was intended to go back to Rio Grande, the original publisher of Beyond the Sun. That was uh, there was some. People that left there that you know kind of would have taken that game from us that were no longer there, but we were able to get it with a you know speaking of AAA publishers, a fantastic European publisher that's really well known for, to do games of this weight class. Right, and I know that you know so we're actively working with their lead designer, who's which is wild because now I'm playing games with one of my favorite designers. Yeah, so my my new best friend who I can't say his name. Um, but his name's on boxes. But his name's like, on lots literally of boxes. Literally, right Adam's away from us. A lot of boxes. Adam has like actually. nine of his boxes directly to my right. And, and um, now Adam play tests with him act- actively. Which right. Is it's pretty sweet. Kind of cool, isn't that? It is cool. Oh, living yeah. the life. Yeah. So we did a, you know, we've got that going and it's going to be a pretty distinct possibility that's next year. You Dude, know, we might have to go to Essen next year. We might have year. to go to Essen. If we have two games launching at Essen two next year, are you kidding titles, me? Like be, massive I launches. Know. Dude, that'd be so fun, though. It would be. Go stomp a mud hole in Germany? Yes. Yeah. So I know that, speaking of Essen, I know that the company we can't talk about yet took it to Essen, and he said the feedback was incredible as far as just the concept of, of doing a Beyond the Sun sequel. You know, that... Uh, I don't want to say better because Dennis's game was awesome. Just... Just exp- more, more, a little bit a more without being too much more, right? Like some expansions, this isn't an expansion, it's a sequel, right? So it takes the the base product and it just changes it in a significant enough way that's different, but in a way that you might enjoy it in a different way than you enjoy Beyond the Sun. Right. Yeah. Do and you it, enjoy hexagons? Right. Do you, yeah, it do moves you like from reveal- sci-fi to fantasy as well, or sci-fi to history. Sci-fi to, like, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of doing that, that. Beyond, it's a, it's a civilization yeah, game. Civilization it's not, now. not so much yep. a sci-fi game. It's you know plains and mountains and you know you're doing cities and villages and yeah. things like that, buildings and things like. And it's yeah, I think it takes a it takes a great game and makes it great in a different way. So that's super exciting, you know. And I'm, then you know what's funny? Speaking of AAA designers, 
we Ben and I, Adam wasn't this, this predates Adam. It's just been taking this long to get going. Ben and I will share a box with Matt Leacock sometime in the next couple of years. I keep yeah. hearing that. It's, I keep hearing need it to too. See it. We signed a contract this time. Finally. I know we're going to get an, an, in advance this it, time. We are going to get an advance until I see my name on the box <laughs> with the other Matt, mm-hmm. the better Matt, the um, better Matt. What? He's better. <laughs> what? I'll believe it when who's I Matt see Le- it. Who's Matt Leacock? He's somebody. <laughs> I'm you're, somebody. No, you're nobody. <laughs> I'm better than him. You're, you're worse. worse. <laughs> much, much, much worse. worse. It's it's a fact. So yeah, Sign we are reference. We are killing it. Three tonight. for three. So we 100% are getting it. I mean, okay, we have a contract signed with a company who wants to put our name on a box with Matt Leacock. Which is I want awesome. my name on a box with Matt Leacock yes. too. And he's awesome, by the way. Great dude. That dude is a workhorse. Yes. He's professional. He's quick. He's it's smart and like and all the good ideas. He, worked, he turns it around. Company, y'all should he start a company so with fast. him. Oh, we should. Oh. He turns it around immediately and it's like, whoa, time out. It's like, like, we're not ready. Like, I don't see Ben till like Thursday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so did you guys play that yet? Because I figured out these three things. 100%. I'll ask him like, hey, Matt, like if I don't see Ben till like Thursday, should I even print this? He's like, well, you know, he'll, and he's like two iterations. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll just wait. Yeah. There's a reason he's so prolific. There Dude is. is a workhorse. He didn't. He didn't he doesn't always need us either. He's like, I can do this. To I got, our, I got you guys. Don't worry no, about it. No, he technically didn't need us. But to our credit, like, I don't know if it was a cold mm. call or whatever, but Matt pitched him, "Hey, um, we have a system we think would work really well with what you do." Yeah, and he liked it. He did, and he liked it and said, "Yeah, I let's swear. do it." I just meant iteratively. Like, he didn't oh, yeah. need us to play his iterations. Like, his iterations yeah. were. Well, you know, he didn't need us in general. Like, Period. True. <laughs> he frankly, yeah. Stop selling yourself short. He needed you. Yes. Oh, that's true. Either way, yeah. he took a card game that we presented to him as an option to do like some pandemic-y stuff and it's evolved seven times since then and turned into its own its own thing now its own right? thing now yeah. with, a, with a company it'll be a newer company but it'll be a company from uh, some veterans you know some industry veterans and yeah I can't wait yeah, yeah, y'all have cool. been following along as y'all have when people see the, the box you're gonna be like why did he slum with these guys <laughs> <It's gonna laughs> he doesn't need these guys <laughs> I can't wait for the BGG announcement like how far down the paragraph does, down the copy are does we? W e. Eric Martin yeah. Barry Matt and Ben he's like Matt Leacock blah 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 Dude, blah blah, blah. Matt I ben. can't wait I can't wait for y'all to experience what I experience which is when people <laughs> review the game say oh, they yeah. love it credit y'all uh, and don't mention me and my name's the first on the box yeah yeah, we can I ones, love it. That when we have I the get motor city, we have the motor completely. city experience on this one. 100%. If that happens on ye old uh, magic shop, I, we, yeah, I you will, will <laughs> flip tables. <laughs> I, I'm 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 gonna start a mail campaign. Like I love it. I love it. It feels so good. Uh, so uh, behind this inside baseball, as they say, Ben and I've joked for years how we didn't, we never really decided like whose name goes first. It was always. Kind of happenstance, kind of you know, random. People refer to us as Matt and Ben just because it's mm-hmm. that's what we talk about. But like for, on the box, we never really decided. Just twenty games in, it's pretty. I couldn't tell you what the count is. It's pretty random. We wanted to make sure, as you know, a Adam's our friend and we love him, and b he's a great designer of his own merit. But we also acknowledged that he was coming in behind us from a perspective of yeah. you know total titles and and, and renown. We'll say renown being a really strong word. <laughs> that's a so on the word renown. That's a, I don't yeah. know that. I don't know that we got renown. <laughs> the reason the word, word renown is doing a lot of work there. A vague but. awareness. <laughs> a vague awareness. Right. Our slightly less vague awareness. <laughs> So we wanted to make sure we were we put him like up front, especially on things that were like his babies, you know, like Motor City and now Durango and and definitely Yale Magic Shop. <laughs> if I'm not first on Yale Magic <laughs> yeah. Shop, we're gonna have a talk. So and at some point, probably after Yale Magic Shop, it'll just be random again. Yeah. But uh, like it was on French Quarter, it was totally random because we were all that was all of ours. So yeah. it's just funny because yeah, and I I do feel bad, especially I mean Motor City's 
because it's I think Yellow Magic Shop will be so different from our stuff. Unfortunately for you, Motor City's so tied to Fleet Dice and Three Sisters, people can't separate. They can't nope. separate it nope. out. Where Yellow Magic nope. Shop is yep. going to be its own deal. Yeah, so I think it'll be it's, it'll be a lot better. On it's that funny one. when we talk it's to great. other partner designers at Umpub and stuff, and they get so wrapped around the they axle do. on like their own credit. The big so. How do you guys do it? Because what we do is like we figure out what percent, you know, and they're even like splitting up royalties. Like, you know, it was like 70% mine. So I'm taking 70% royalty and he gets 30% on this game. And it's like, dude, you are way overthinking this. Yeah, Yeah. just split it. Like, that's just kind of like that attitude alone is leading to dissension and like, well, I worked harder on it. And, you know, this one's mine and that one's yours and mine did better than yours. It's like, we never had a discussion, but we kind of just did the Lennon McCartney thing. Like, whatever, whatever I'm, I'm, you know, God willing, I'm never going to make a game that I don't share with Matt and now yeah. Adam. Like, there's yeah. no point for me because it's not about that. It's about yeah. hanging out and doing this. Right. And last night, you know, we'll talk about this Three Sisters expansion we're working on. But when we fired that up last week, that's like what it's all about for yep. me. It's about yeah. the process and hanging with my buddies and doing the thing I love. It's not about, oh, I did 70% of the work yeah, and it was not my at all. idea. Yeah, not at like, all. Pfft. The, yeah, the only thing the only thing I've ever worried about was it's getting completely forgotten. Yeah, getting completely you forgotten. Are. Yes, on games that does where sting. I was the main guy. <laughs> I was the primary designer. Right. That's yeah. That must um, sting. That burns deep. It and burns. So, and and there's no way to nicely say this is a great review. Would you mind putting my name no, in? No, there's it? not. You, it's a no one situation for you. Yeah. Because you only, unfortunately, even though you're being completely fair, you're only going to look like a jackass, frankly. Exactly. By like, hey, could you please put my name on there? Yeah, can you give even me the credit? Even though you're completely in the right, it just they're going to roll their eyes and be like, oh, what a jerk. So it's not, unfortunately for it you, you just habit, have to. It is though, to Matt's point. The the line of games started with Fleet Dice. Oh, yeah. For that. No, yeah. I get it. it I, people yeah. are just used to, oh, they did this yeah. thing. And, and, I, really... and I know that I joined in with two renowned renowned <laughs> renowned adam vaguely aware <laughs> right <laughs> no i know what i got into i know that our titles list is a little bit different in size <laughs> and so i'm not i'm not bothered when you know when when y'all are talked about and people you know call per- us paraded around the, the red carpet and, and adam yes you know or whatever you know yeah. uh, however they want to do that i get that that's going to happen but it's the written review that really gets me. Yeah. Like, I don't mind a podcast of our buddies, you know, because yep. yep. I've gotten a call. I got a call from uh, one of my friends who was like, hey, we talked about y'all's game. And mm-hmm. I got to be honest, we talked about Matt and Ben a lot. We didn't talk about you a lot. I'm really sorry. Yeah. I want you to know we know you're important. And I was like, Very hey, nice. yep. not a big deal. Well, you have you to didn't... apologize to friends. Oh, I got to call our buddy and be like, hey, listen, I totally threw shade at your ailment this summer. Yeah. Well, okay, it was all in okay. jest. I love you. He doesn't listen. Same guy. I know. <laughs> I want to be, I want to be yeah. clear. We're still talking about the same guy. This is okay. radio for Love him. him. Love him. No, but, um, but he, and he, I mean, he was just really thoughtful. Yeah, that was nice. Didn't he's have a, to he's do a that. thoughtful guy. And I said, hey, man, it's all good. Yeah. I understand in, in those conversations, but if you're doing a written review of a game <laughs> and the designer's name is on the box, you could mention all of them. You could. You could. Like that seems like basic level, it's, but so that's when yeah. I get a little burnt up. But understood, it's all good. I don't think it'll be a problem on Yield Magic Shop because it's a different line of games. Yeah, once that gets signed by our very royal friends. Yes, I hope. Anytime now. So speaking Let's go of, big trap, medium trap. Let's go medium trap. Speaking of uh, boxes, your name will be on. Yeah, we fired up in earnest. We decided, hey, when we have this cash cow that keeps getting reprinted seven or eight times. I think we should expand Three Sisters officially. You know, so what's interesting about that? A, that's a great idea. It's a great idea. That's why we're doing Let's it. Let's do it. So, 
by my measure, assuming AAA company does indeed sign Durango yes. and allows us to, it'll be loaded roll right number five. Correct. Mm-hmm. Will be the Durango. Desk, Durango. Yeah. Will be loader at number five. We'll have, the, have the icon in the back of the box. I'd love it if they would do that. Me too. I'm going to ask them to. Whether they do or not, it's up to them. <laughs> They're yeah. a lot bigger than us. Way so. bigger than us. Yeah. Um. If they get the, if they go that far, I don't know that a if motor it comes down to getting my name or the loaded rolling right. I would still like my name. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, like, <laughs> like listen, I'm just, I'm we just only throwing... have room for either <laughs> Matt Ben and loaded rolling right or this Adam guy. <laughs> like. Well, I'm not going to ask Adam. Let's uh, let's put the I'm logo like, on there. Please, guys, please, guys, just <laughs> just one time, give me my name. What about like four font? Don't like in, in the corner, <laughs> like just size four. Is that okay? Can you squeeze them on there? Good. All right, let's do this. Print. Um, but no, I don't. My point is, I guess technically, I, I don't think the expansion for Three Sisters counts as its own entry. So no, I w- I, it's not a number. I yeah. So think. technically, Durango will close out the little roll right it, line. I think, yeah. Yep. I think we, we're soft announcing the fact that we are probably. Closing out the loader roll right line. We're moving in a different direction. We would like to do an expansion for Three Sisters because it deserves it. And we've got a really yeah. good idea for a campaign and all this great stuff. After that, I, li- I think our next thing may not be a rolling right. Yeah, you know, you've always said for a couple of years, Matt, that we're not on. He- we're not here to be disingenuous. Like our dozens of listeners are going to yeah. get honesty from us. So companies say things all the time, like you know, I think the line uh, did what we set out to do, and you know, they'll do like this PR copy. Well, yeah. we've been very honest. We're going to keep making these as long as there's a market and people buy them, and the market's not saturated and all that. And we just kind of had a a realization after French Quarter. It's like. They're, they've been doing amazing and they're great games, but I think like there's a lot of them. There's and a lot market, in the market, yes. and I think five makes sense. Yep. It's a nice number. I don't think people super need a ton more of those titles from us. I think there's folks who would have continued buying them from yeah. us. Yes. And that, uh, but I would say that number is diminishing yeah. with and, each one. You know, In some ways, the market and, and the style has shifted, but the market has shifted, um, and I love what Postmark Games does. Yep. Okay, they're doing roll and writes that they uh, don't produce the physical product yep. other than they give you a PDF. So yep. they're doing an electronic file that you then print off and you play the game, providing the dice and the pencils. I think that's ingenious. I think that's great. But it allows for a you know companies doing similar things. It, it kind of saturates the roll and write market. I'm not sure that you know people are saying, hold on, I did this for ten dollars or five dollars, and exactly I got correct. the game within a month. I got. All the things that I wanted to get from it, all my friends can play it. We're yep. doing that. Yep. Or I can pay $30 plus shipping yep. and get a box. And I love y'all's game, but it takes way longer. It's a yep. much more, you know, uh, it's a much more hands-on process. I get why some of that market. And so in some ways, what we make has evolved. The market has evolved. And so now we're responding as well. I think so too. I, that's an excellent point. And I think there's two factors to your point. One is exactly that. Frankly, the value proposition of a roll and ride has decreased since we began this. We still get a lot of credit for being, you know, first to market with fleet dice from a heavy roll and ride perspective. We created the genre. Right. Let's just call it what it yeah, is. Yeah, for exactly. For establishing the genre. This is the renown. And we that's where our renown comes from. The double page. Yep. The double page roll and ride with the thinkiness. And, and here's the deal. I, I do think there is an aspect of of our roll and rights that I would say, and I, and I mean this, you know, not as arrogantly as it's going to sound, where the they. The roll and write classification does them a little bit of an injustice in the sense that if you evaluate them as board games, then it's uh, the value proposition is 100% there. It's a right. the, what you get for $29 plus shipping is a good board game that you can play a lot of times and have a good 
legitimately thirty to forty dollar experience. But the market of roll and write specifically is not. I don't say diminished in the sense of they're worse, but there are places like Postmark and not they're not alone who are able to deliver a much more inexpensive product in a similar weight class, not necessarily the same level as, as no, but, the, but, but and, close and enough. I call out Postmark because I think they're doing really great work. They are, and they're There's good designers. There's a lot of folks saturating Roland Wrights that yes. I don't think are doing great work. I'm not going to say any of those because no one cares if I bury people. I haven't played them anyway. But, yeah, but I call out Postmark because I think they're doing extraordinarily high-quality work, but they're taking a next step, you know, kind of an evolutionary step in the way that the media works of, of the Agreed. genre. Yep. And I think it's where we're headed in this genre more than what we're doing. And so it's natural for us to pivot and to, and to react yeah. and say, okay, so let's take our ability to make good games. Mm-hmm. And if we don't confine ourselves to loaded roll and write, yep. you know, let's make some of these game ideas, flesh them out and give people more of that experience that, that we can deliver. Yep. I think it's great. I am positive. We could do 10 of these and sell the th- initial print run most of the time. And that's great, and I don't say that in a way that's in any way negative, but it's also, you know, uh, a matter of okay, so we could do that, but if we have an idea and ideas of things to do that, you know, are you know, there, there isn't there's not only is the obviously the, the print and play market you know devaluing the overall prospectus of roll and rice, it's also frankly a matter of you know freight and shipping has made Kickstarter a much tougher audience for a cheaper game. Yes. It's just. Not a lot of margin left. Uh, it's it's exactly so you have to, you have a couple of choices, right? You either have to discount your game so deeply that that getting a Kickstarter makes sense from a pre-sale perspective because you're getting a discount, or you have to offer some free stuff. Both of those work. We've, we we went the free stuff route, but the reality of it is the the freight and shipping behind the scenes is so high now that the total price customers are forced to pay is is significant. So when you only have a twenty nine dollar game and shipping is going to end up being half of that for most folks. That's not that doesn't feel great for right. uh, for a customer, and especially when for most games, kind of like what we're doing, ours will you know arrive in December, it'll get to retail in January, yep. and then retail in mid February. So yep. if you can wait the extra month, you don't have to pay the fifteen dollars twenty dollars right. of shipping. You don't get the free stuff. You but... don't get the free stuff, but unless that free stuff is amazing, right? You know. You can live with that. A lot of a lot people of folks can live can. without yep. the free stuff, especially on, you know, on a thirty dollars game. We can't give you thirty dollars worth of free stuff. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. There's not a lot of room to that point. So you know, the I think Kickstarter. If you look at Kickstarters in general, right, they are often today driven by higher priced items, where right. you can you've got more margin to do free stuff. You've got right. more, you know, frankly, price point to absorb shipping. So the sense of you're spending. Eighteen dollars to ship a fifty dollars game is a lot different than spending fifteen dollars to ship a thirty dollars game. Yep, it just right. is. So, and that's kind of all of those market aspects have driven us to saying, you know what, maybe it's time that you know, from a perspective of Kickstarter, listen, if we have another great idea, we'll do another great idea. But maybe we just sell it. I mean, maybe we probably don't. Right. You know. So instead, right, we want to we want to have one more Kickstarter though. You know, with the rolling rights, which is why it's getting right. back to the original point. Right. Well, it was is- a weird summer because you know French Quarter did its thing, and by the way, French Quarter is amazing, and I think it's going to kill in retail. Yes. Yep. But we got to this Great point game. where you know the Kickstarter was fine, but it wasn't you know a viral Kickstarter, and then we sold Durango to the AAA company, and we kind of were in this point in the summer, like, all right, what are we going to do next year? Like, we right. need a game. So we're walking around Origins, and the thing we noticed, and I noticed especially, is when you go to a booth at a convention, you generally go to that booth, and you know that publisher by 
they're big titles. Yep. A title. Right. You, you, one or two titles. You go and they have one or two flagship titles. And by the way, you walk around the booth and they are milking that title because people want it. Yep. You know, you want additional content to the game you love from the publisher. So the thought was Three Sisters deserves this. Yeah, it does. It's our flagship title. Yep. It's excellent. Like we're not joking. It's been reprinted many, many times at this point. Yeah. There I you know, there's an appetite and it deserves that treatment. Um so right. You know, Matt's original thought, I think, was a little more economical than Adam and I. <laughs> yeah. So we had a, had a meeting where we kind of drug him in, kicking and screaming to the scope we were thinking and uh, how how big and expansive this expansion might be. And I think we got him on board. You but did. If, if you're listening, feel free to chime in and ping Matt on socials and let him know that you don't want some half-baked, just deck of cards uh, expansion for Three right. Sisters. Right. You want a fully fleshed out story-based experience and you're willing to pay a little bit for that right just spitting in the face of all our previous discussion about yeah so everything we just said we're gonna do it one more time ignore that for one more kickstarter (laughs) that last 10 minutes saying how there's really no dollars and cents in doing it we're gonna do it one more time because it's worth it and and I, i think what ben's hinting at is the idea that you know we can take three sisters and provide a additional you know like story based campaign not you know, with minis and crazy things like that. But the idea that you're playing Three Sisters in a way that's going to evolve the game over multiple plays, it'll have a very in-depth solo campaign, as well as, at the end, replayability with multiple different ways to, you know, like modules and things like that that you can add to it. Because we know, you know, what's interesting about Three Sisters, I think, more than any of our other games, probably with the exception of Fleet Dice, frankly, is that people play it over and over and over and over again. Like, we always joke that, you know, like, I get to play games, like, once or twice. You know, I come to Adam's house. He has all these games. I love playing them. We, we don't get to play as much as I'd like. So I get to play a game once. He teaches me. By the time we ever play it again, I've forgotten. He's got to reteach me. So, but there are the people that get to play these games, and they play these games multiple times a week. They play two or three games, two, two or three games in a row, especially solo. And we really want it to. We're making it with them in mind. Yeah, we're making it for those folks, frankly. Like, in a new, obviously, somebody new can grab it, and it'll be good to go. But we want right. those people to have an opportunity to continue enjoying. Because I think, to Ben's point, right, we're at, I think, legitimately our sixth print run. So that means you're probably or maybe seventh. You're probably in the twenty thousand range. Twenty thousand is by no means. It's not Everdell. It's not. Azul, but it's a big number. Like a, yeah. most games in our industry sell three thousand copies, maybe five thousand copies. Some five hundred. Some some sell hundreds of copies. Um, and then one in you know the the old adage was one in five of those would would sell six thousand, would reprint once, and then one in five of those would turn into an evergreen. Three Sisters is flirting with that evergreen status where it's been two years now. It's continued selling. There's no end in sight. Yeah, the sales are slower because as the game gets older, of course, it slows down. But we're, we're looking at a product that's already sold 20,000 copies in a little over two years and you know could continue selling at a couple thousand a year or whatever that rate might be, which is what Fleet Dice does, frankly, now. And with that, to Ben's point, there is a, we think, a, a customer base that can support, you know, frankly, a pretty meaty you know, uh, expansion. And uh, I... And I... I'm having a lot of fun iterating with Three Sisters because I was not a designer on Three Sisters. This was kind of like y'all's last <laughs> solo. I'm on the special thanks in size six you, font. You are back. special thanks. That's, um, that's a fact. And I, if you hate the weather expansion, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> that one's mine. No, um, but but it is. It is. There's some. It's fun to iterate with this game because coming back to it. That game is so good because it's so tight, it's so strong, but there's still meat on the bone to do really fun things with that. And this this kind of 
expansion that we're doing lets us play with a lot of that. It does. Introducing a couple of new elements that are awesome and that are super fun uh, and that will provide users, uh, it will provide players and, 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 and that experience, the user experience is going to be so good because it's not just, oh, here, flip a card and now this is a different rule for this game. Yep. Like this is a legitimate full scale, you know, expansion that that is really fun. And yeah, you're going to flip cards, but you're also going to be doing this other thing. And there's new economy pieces, and there's components. there's a storyline and components we're, that really sit. Doesn't with it. we're going to mess with the sheets a little? Yeah, yep. I mean, like there's so many cool things that are going to be happening that I think people who are fans of the game are are going to love it. Yeah. And the thing we're doing on purpose is we're not doing it quote-unquote legacy style destructive or persistent meaning if you're three or four chapters in and a new player sits down they're not behind the eight ball because adam you would express that with some of the campaigns you had gone through where if, if a gaming group gets through halfway and then a player drops off and you have to replace that player the new person coming in feels pretty bad because right. they're just not up to speed. They might have not made all the choices that resulted in their game state. Right. The cards that have been removed, the cards that have been added, the choices that were made have really, you know, pigeonholed them into a particular way of playing that may not be their preferred way of play. And so they don't have the fun. Um, you know, frankly, I'm the what we're kind of talking about is Charterstone, uh, where, you know, someone makes choices throughout the game of what to keep on their board, what not to keep on their board. Uh, what to keep in their area, their mm-hmm. charter, and and not, and then, um, you know, which bonuses to take when you win, which which, uh, re, you know, which kind of, I guess, consolation prizes do you yep. take when you don't win, and how it shapes the way you play the game. If you have someone who plays six chapters of that with you and then drops out, and someone takes their place, they're playing the back six chapters, not really enjoying what they're doing. Yeah. I, you know what's interesting too is I, I think that's a uh, – I noticed this when I was doing some research. There's a perception there, and I want to make it clear, not that I'm saying this defensively, but we made a an active purposeful choice to design a campaign expansion, but that isn't a persistent campaign in the sense of that you know game one doesn't carry over to game two. Like if you end at a certain point on game one, it's not going to impact – you're, you're not losing for a long time. Yeah, you're not. It's if not game sh- one got away from you. You're not down until game four. Correct. People, we, I know for a fact people love the idea that all my games affect my. I get. It. I played all those video games. All right, all the Mass Effects and all the Bioware games and Dragon Age, and they're great. I get it. All your choices matter. It drives things later on. I understand why that's awesome, but we were purposeful in not doing that for a lot of reasons. Right. One is that you know we want you to be able to play it with your spouse or your partner and then the next day I play with your game group next one do it solo you can have that experience throughout the course of these games in a in an expanding you know uh there'll be a narrative piece to it right where you're, you're experiencing a story over time but the the real key is this time i'm going to play through sisters but now there's this cool thing now there's this cool thing oh now the sheet's different oh now i've got this thing over here oh now i've got those two things together and you can do right all of that when in- you had a cool thought that you know at the end players can pick the modules they right. want to play with or combinations of right. modules. They're, they're fully there yep. to do whatever you want with. Or if somebody's not interested in the story, they just can just flip the to the end playing. of yep. the rule book and grab the modules and play exactly. the modules. So that you know, you'll, like, I like, like playing you with, would play. I like playing <laughs> like with I that do. new tablet. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, the I, new pad, the new scoring page right. they gave me. Go right to it. Hey, That's please it. don't go right to the new scoring page. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I would go right to the new scoring page. <laughs> so I'm going to, like, if I have a choice between reading a story and pulling some modules, I'm going to go You're for like, the modules. So i got to play this game six times. That's right. I gotta, uh, What's going to be happening is Adam's going to be reading it. <laughs> yeah. No, no. You don't understand. There was an event that took place, and he's like, Adam. I don't care. don't care. I don't care. Just go to the page in the rules that tells us what to do with this yep. new pad. Yeah, but, please don't do that. But Ama needs this. <laughs> sure. You know, like you're, you're, sure she does, Adam. <laughs> but no, to to that point though, it's it, the idea is that you know without that persistence, what it does allow you to do is, is exactly what that. Ben said. The it allows you to replayability. Go back to three sisters, right? Because at the end of the day, you're going to get a bunch of components. Some of which you're going to spend like pads. A lot of which are going to be pretty permanent. So we want you to be able to take three sisters and continue playing through your giant pile of sheets and buy more sheets or laminate them however you want to do it and pull things out of that expansion box to, to mo- you know to modify your experience. Yeah. Oh, hey, and by the way, I sent you all an email with the uh, Google it. Drive. Okay, good. Did you happen to check it out? Yeah. Not yet. Okay. I did not open the link yet. <laughs> you oh, you saw I'm the not, email, but nobody... I saw the email, okay. haven't, haven't opened right. it. I, yeah. what, who do you think I am, Matt Leacock? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boom. All right, so that's a that's super exciting. Yeah, like, it is. It's I awesome. haven't been this excited about making a new game, and well, I haven't made many games this year. Let's be honest. <laughs> but anyway, we it's, have made podcasts. It, it this is. Year. You think we made? Games. It's listen, really I'm, exciting to visit an old friend that you know so well. I've literally got a spreadsheet where every action we've done the action math on. Yep. Like we know this game backwards and forwards. We do. Like it's so fun to revisit it. it. It is, and it's something that as a designer, right, we did. On Fleet, when we were designing Arctic Bounty and all the variants and all the little mini expansions, we haven't had a chance to do that in a long time. Where no, it's haven't. really just looking at something you're so comfortable with, you can play it in your head. I, I talk about playing it in my head, which is how I do a lot of things. But you play it in your head. You say, if I do this and that happens, you sit there and you kind of play a game. And you're just envisioning how it's going to work with this new piece. And it's obviously when you play a game like Three Sisters, I mean, that we've played hundreds of times. <laughs> Adam's probably played more than us now. He's played a lot. But... um. You know, you can do that. You can you can expand Wait, that. Who wins so, when you and Kelly play? By the way, who do you think wins? Yeah, she won the other day when we were testing the expansion <laughs> stuff. Right? Maybe we have the wrong. Uh, maybe we're the wrong hill on our design team. Um, but uh, shots probably fired. so. <laughs> if you want a winner, then yeah, no, she's. Uh, I think our all-time percentages on fleet on yeah. three sisters. Um, she's better than me at both of those games. Yes, um, I get it. And what I'll tell you what she does. She I invest in pumpkins. She invests in corn. I'm a corn guy. I'm with and her. Yeah, for all you listeners that think pumpkins is broken and is no plant corn. Yep. I can just plant tell you water. Plant yeah. and water. Just plant once. And water. Just once. Play my wife. Watch her get like two pumpkins and absolutely beat you by twenty points. Yep. You play the best game of your life. You still lost by twenty. Yeah. yeah. I, like it, it, it's it's amazing. So the answer is plant and water. Yep. It's yeah. a game about farming, Adam. You should farm. I get it. I, I, hey, I'm growing those pumpkins. I want to keep the rodents at bay. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Away from my corn and beans. That's no, I just what's what's fun too. Sorry, I was thinking about this, and this is just you know, I guess getting our feels for a second. We've been leaning on Adam really hard the last couple of years from a design perspective. I have always been very open that I very rarely initiate designs. It's not really how my brain works. I need something to. I need something in front of me to work on. I don't. I can't go from zero to something very well. And you know, so for the first. 15, 16 projects of ours, you know, 80% of them were, were Ben's idea and he'll come to me with this cool thing and we'll work on it. And it's been a while, if I'm being honest, since my boy's been able to do that. And it's, you know, fun for me, right? Like it's, you know, a little, a little emotional to, you know, mm. you know, to have something that Ben's developing again. Like it's, right. I, I mean, Adam's yes, been, I said, now we get to do it with Adam, right? He gets to experience yeah. kind of that, 
you know, and he did listen. I'm not saying Ben's done a lot of he, French Quarter. No, was I mean his French baby, Quarter was his baby, and so still, yeah, like it's fun. It's to kinda, been since French Quarter that I've had a banger. Right, that's that been like an idea to, to build on. So we've been I've really worked on, and yeah, yeah. it's been so a long. We lean on Adam since then to kind of go yeah. back and because he's got some stuff he's been working on, and you know, so it's, it's fun to kind of just mix it up and you know keep it going is. and. Yeah. It is, but I'm I'm, like I said, I get to now play around in the three sisters world, and it's a blast. Yeah, and I feel like you know. I've played it so many times. I've lost so many <laughs> times. No, uh, I, I've played it so many times. I love iterating on it. Um, and it's a great design. And I see why it's our flagship product. Yeah. Yep. Because it's such a good game. And it's over and over a good game. And so I think this expansion is going to really just continue fleshing out all the cool ways that game works. Yep. And I'm, I'm, thrilled about it so it's gonna be fun i think people are gonna really love it right on adam i heard you have a special surprise for us oh i do are you ready i i I am what do we got okay so you guys uh ben you frequently have me rank things i do um we'll do that probably a little later on i think you've got a list (laughs) that i have to come up with i never get to know those those categories before um, and so I want to turn the tables a little bit. I'm going to have you do some ranking, but here's what I want to do. I'm going to have you do blind ranking. Okay. Now here's how this works. Okay. I'm going to give you a category. All right. And then I'm going to read you five things one at a time. And after I say what I've said, one, one item, you're going to rank it in one, two, three, four, or five without <laughs> knowing what's coming next. Really? Ooh, okay. Okay, you don't know what's coming next. So, for instance, in honor of, like, Halloween, I could do, like, candy is the theme. And then I say to you, Starburst. It, what's best? Is one best or five One best? is best. One is best. Five is are, are worst. We, are we live or is this now? Oh, this is it. Four. Three. Snickers. Three. Hold on. I put Starburst at three. I love Starburst, sneakily. Yeah, we should take turns in the future because yeah. we're getting conflated here. But yeah, we'll keep going. I got three for Snickers. Four. All right. Reese's Cups. One. One. Yep. Sour Patch Kids. Five. Five. Wow, y'all both agree on that. I don't do the fruity stuff. I, I don't except for Starburst. Starburst my kids is my are which, inverse of Which me. then leaves no. you M&M's. Oh. oh so M and M's just hit it in your hit in your two, didn't they? Oh, they did. it did. That sucks. Oh. I'm so <laughs> mad about that. I don't hate. I would Evan. be embarrassed <laughs> to have that list published and my name next to it. So I'd I be don't embarrassed. Hate M and M's. That would be six They're out of five two. for me. But they're better than Starbucks. I was according to the way you just ranked it. Is the last one always going to be a turd in this game? No. Okay. People like M and M's. I think you're the outlier on that one. That mm. said, I like M and M's. They'd have been like above Sour Patch Kids, but not much else. Sometimes the last one's a turd. You and but you got to just really think about what's coming next. So, which one of you? Let's see. Uh, let's stay with the holiday theme that's coming up. We just had Halloween. Yeah. Now let's go into Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, and uh, Matt. Yeah. Do you like a good Thanksgiving dinner? Love it. Okay. I love it too. Matt, go ahead. Yeah. Here you go. Am I doing all five this Actually, time? Actually, here's the deal. I'm going to let Ben pick your five. In what order he wants to reveal them to you. Okay. Oh, nice, nice. All right. All right. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, actually, all right, this is fun. Stuffing. Three. Cranberry sauce. Five. Hold on. Four, because something worse is coming. Four. <laughs> Mashed potatoes. One. 
Green bean casserole. Five. <laughs> and turkey. Two. That actually, that nailed, I nailed that one. Oh, yeah, that went exactly you how it would have gone we had could... I seen them in advance. Man, you saw green bean casserole I coming. knew it had to be coming. <laughs> Couldn't trick Wild. you. Wild. I, green bean casserole's a five? Uh, I don't do vegetables very much, Adam. <laughs> I do, but I hate green beans. What are you, Al Michaels? I am Al Michaels. I've never eaten. He's a never eaten a vegetable life. ever. I'm, apparently, I'm Al Michaels adjacent. That's yeah. such a weird lie to tell. Really, never eaten a vegetable, Al Michaels? <laughs> Not one. I'm going to say that he 400 years was old, acknowledging bro. that corn and potatoes aren't vegetables. To, to make that statement, you've got to say that corn and potatoes aren't because they're not technically. So sure. starch. Yeah, they're starches. They don't really count. Sure. So if you take if you take those away, I he's never s- had lettuce. I, <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. Like he's never had a burger with, a, with lettuce or a salad. Or Dude has never eaten a salad ever. I mean, I've choked down a couple here and there, but I mean, <laughs> choked down. What is not, wrong with you? I don't like salad. Like oh I could God. never eat a salad again. All right, Ben. I'm ready. What do you like better, cookies or cereal? Cookies. All right, here we go. Cookie I'm going to say you're probably not going to have my favorite, so I'm, I'm going into this knowing that. Okay. But we'll see. You might. Okay. Chocolate chip. I'm going to leave room and say two. Wow. I'm leaving room for you to surprise me. All right. Sugar. <sighs> I'm air signing my rankings, by the way. Four. Oatmeal raisin. Three. Snickerdoodle. Uh, all right. Here's the tr- here's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Snickerdoodle is not five, and it's probably not one. But I, there is you no way, yourself. there is no way you have my actual one as your sleeper here. So I'm, and I'm not I ashamed. I have to tell you, it's not going to be Spumoni. <laughs> it's totally. Oh my be. god, that'd be the best callback ever if you tricked me into ranking Spumoni number one. <laughs> you had gone no, five. I am unashamed to have Snickerdoodle number one. I'm fine it's with that. It's a great cookie. It's a great cookie. So Snickerdoodle one, chocolate chip two. What I, oatmeal raisin three, sugar sugar four, and then then what's in the five slot? Peanut butter. Oh dang! I love peanut butter. I would have actually been fine with that as number one. Yeah. I, I, I like them all. Peanut butter. peanut butter is probably my fifth, only because it's just the one I get the least. On that list, yeah, actually that list was pretty good. I would have had yeah. sugar at oatmeal five, raisin is a high floor is a low floor high ceiling cookie. Like they can really be pretty is. bad. They, but can, they can, be can also bad. be the best. They the can also subway be one is awesome. It is a great cookie. All right. Oh, I'm by the way, tell you, I have been to several of these cookie places. Right. Like yeah, yeah, Insomnia yeah. cookies. Yeah, and crumble all those ones crumble out. cookies. Yeah. Crumble's better than Insomnia. In I, my opinion, I agree. Oatmeal raisin. Are they good there? At Insomnia is amazing. Really? really? It's their best cookie. Really. Like Next time if I'm you in go Grand to Insomnia Rapids, cookies, have one. There's also one here in Rochester. Oh, there is? Yeah. I knew there was a crumble. I, I didn't know, know there was insomnia. There is insomnia. Really? Yeah. It's over by the B-dubs no on way. Rochester and Livernoy. Or Walton and Livernoy. Oh, over there. Okay. Cool. And yeah. so you, I'm just telling you that don't sleep on their oatmeal raisin. And it's really good at crumble too. But I mean, insomnia is, is top tier. Interesting. So good to know. My number one is actually available at Subway, is the white chocolate macadamia. It's a good cookie. Yeah. It's a good yeah. cookie. It's my number one. I rarely like nuts in my desserts, but that's an exception. Did you come up with this game, or did you hear it on the radio or something? Uh, I've encountered this one on the radio. It's real good. It's super fun. Yeah. Right, what Blind ranking from, things is great. What do you got for Matt? We can Matt? be done. We can no. be done. Oh, you don't want to be done? One more each. One more. One more each. Okay, I've got one more each. Matt, you're getting cereals. Do you like cereal? Give him cereal. Okay. Then you're going to get breakfast. Sure. Ooh, good. All right, here we go. Yep. Eggs. I 
love eggs, but two. Oh, I know what your number one is all day. I've known you a lot of years. Pancakes. One. One. I knew that. Yeah. Bacon. Five. What? Not an insult to bacon, but sausage is coming. I prefer no, no, no. Sausage. That is an insult to bacon. Because I prefer sausage. Sausage is coming. You just told bacon. Like, bacon's agent is on the phone, and he's like, we're not signing I'm with you I'm never choosing bacon over sausage. Dude, I, love... I hope you have some vegetables in there that he's going to rank above Are you bacon. Are going to hold me? Donuts. Oh, geez. Three. Love donuts. Cereal. I would have put cereal five, to be fair. But that's yeah. why I give him yeah, cereal. Yeah, you went way low Dude, on bacon. I wish you, I I wish insulted right. bacon. I wish you would have put four. kale shake. <laughs> <laughs> or like veggie <laughs> omelet. <laughs> but like very specific. No, veggie omelet. Like dang it. <laughs> Had no. that above bacon. That's I right. expected yeah. sausage coming, which is why I hose bacon a little bit. Yeah. Well, because preferred. I needed to get... I, 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 if you just went like home style breakfast, you don't include donuts, right? 100%. But I, because the theme was breakfast, I kind of broadened it out. And I was yeah. like, let me bring Man. in some other I things. love, this love, is, like, love pancakes. Instead of donuts, you could go cinnamon rolls pancakes or something like that. Like... Donuts this, can make a run for it because they're just. But like this a, is radio for three. But had DK Donuts the other day. They're so, so good. They're they so are. good. If they're you live amazing. anywhere near Oxford, Michigan, yep. just go to DK. It's Donuts. been a while, but they're really good. Yeah, so them. good. They also sell burgers. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> burger and donuts. Do they have the so good? Do they have the thing where the burger is do. the donut they bun? Do. I got it. Oh my! You got it. We Dude. got it when they first opened. It was stop doing that. It's not. You like, got to be around long enough. For I know. Us to, <laughs> You know, go to it, was, it was a one-time thing. Uh, okay. It wasn't worth it. it it's yeah. not enough better than a bun. It's like sweeter, but yeah. not in a... I didn't need it. I don't like a pretzel way, bun. But, yeah. I like pretzels more than anyone else likes pretzels, and I don't like a pretzel bun for that See, reason. I do. It just I doesn't bring anything to the bun. table. Anyway. It's often too dense for me. Yes, it is. But I had a real... The best bun I've ever had was a pretzel bun. Emma mm. found them at like Trader Joe's or something, and they were incredible. Yeah, yeah. Now I do like going to Costco, getting their little pretzel rolls, cutting them in half, and putting some pulled pork in there. Oh, That's excellent. That's good by choice. The way. All right. Yeah. So what do you got for me? What cereals? Cereals. Yeah. Ready? I'm ready. Fruit Loops. Dang, I love Fruit Loops. Um, really? I'm Matt out. just gave it a five. You like Fruity Pebbles, I do, but you I don't like, like Fruit Loops. I don't. My dad. My dad loved Fruit Loops. I never liked them. I love Fruit Loops. I'm actually gonna go two. Ooh. If you're eating Fruity Pebbles, you better hurry, son. Yeah, you no, better you hurry. Hustle. You better. Do not look up at the television <laughs> no. and watch that cartoon you gotta t- because your you Fruity Pebbles in. just turned my, on you. Yeah, I like Fruity Loops better because into a mush. you wait yes. and they get to that perfect that no. perfect yes. spot and then boom. Fruity Pebbles so is a Fruit Loops sprint. at two. I love them. Two. two. Okay. Captain Crunch. Oh, five. It's the worst. I you know love, why I mean, it's the worst? I love it. The roof of my mouth is bleeding. It is. But I still love it. I hate it. it. I don't want to hurt myself. Do I get Crunch Berries or is it classic Captain Crunch? You can take whichever one you then want. Then it's a one for me. I love it. Six right. out of five. Sorry, I'll stop. I'll stop participating in Ben's. It's the worst. Oh, I hate Captain Crunch. Cheerios. I'd rather not have breakfast than eat Captain Crunch. <laughs> what? It's so bad. I'll take the injury. The pleasure's in the pain, baby. Cheerios. Like, I mean, you just got to eat that and enjoy it. Like, it's What's a- the last time an adult ate plain Cheerios, though? Like is that happening? No, no, not on purpose. Not on I'm purpose. just worried that he's going to come in with like well, the okay. shredded wheat block, and it's going <laughs> to end up at two or something. We could even go honey nut Cheerios if you wanted. No, nah, okay it that, doesn't matter. It's going to be four. Four, it's four. Cinnamon toast crunch, one. It's good cereal. You've already used your one. Oh, yeah, it would be by two. I one. Guess, and we'll, yeah. So what's in the three slot then? Lucky Charms. Eh, dog food with marshmallows. <laughs> so, it, is, it is cat food shaped. Honestly, the, 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 the non-marshmallow stuff is cat food it's shaped. It's cat food. I would rather have either Cheerios than Lucky Charms, honestly. See, I would put Lucky Charms just ahead of Cheerios, but it's like a 
I can't use that. You think anymore. you love Lucky f- Charms? Yeah, and they're not good. They're not good. Another another show my dad loved. Like Lucky Charms is like a slog to have like just marshmallows. Well, your dad left. grew up before good cereals. He did. He, he did. did. He, right? Does he also like like bad candies? He does not. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? There's a certain age there that is. people he are at. They're, like, good candy. they're like, I like bad candy still. Yes. So they're like, you have a Mary yeah. Jane? And I'm like, that means something else <laughs> mm-hmm. now. Yeah. But I've had one of those and they're not good. They're not good. They're I'm like gonna saltwater give, taffy. And I'm going to give like, Kirkman like his fourth reference of the show. That guy feels like an old candy guy to me. Yeah. I get old candy vibes from Kirkman. <laughs> no, I mean, like, not insultingly. Like he's like eating he a just, Toblerone. Like, that dude. <laughs> he's got he's got bit of honeys. He's, like, purposely lying. Exactly. Bit of honeys great. He's... They're so good. He's getting Charleston shoes on purpose. Wait, doesn't one of you guys like Werther's original? Me. They're great. <laughs> they're awesome. You can't. Dude, if a guy hands you a Werther's original, he's the right age that you could easily say, thank you for your service. So, and be right. He's the okay, guy. Like, I want to be clear about that. In he's, World War II. Yes. yes. Right. Thank you for your service. He's the guy you could push to death. Yeah. Like, whoa. Yeah. Like, okay, that got dark. But I mean, like, you know, I'm with you. I, they're great, though. Werther's are amazing. Yeah. I, I never get them, but they're great. There's no Ryzen, but you know, it's all right. Oh I my love, God. I yes. <laughs> you yes. guys are making fun of other people for liking old cereal and candies, <laughs> and you like Werther's Original and Ryzen's. You know we've made good candy since we, those were invented, Reasons are right? amazing. I, I think it's pronounced Reason. Doesn't it's matter. Whatever they are, I They're say horrible. Ryzen. You know what's funny is I literally, look, at no one listening to this podcast, except for Adam, has probably seen this video. There's a video of, you, you and I just talked about this, the coach that passed away, uh, Oklahoma, not Oklahoma, uh, but he was talking about candy on TV. It was amazing. Yes. Mike Leach. Mike Leach, thank you. And he has a whole quote about how there's still candy innovation. Talks about nerd balls. It's an incredible little video. I just yeah. showed it to Lily like two weeks ago. It's talking best. about candy innovation because we were literally talking about candy innovation and how like in the interview on the sideline yes. he's talking about a football this game and to get the king size you got to go to Dollar General yes. oh, which I do. Which I do. No, he's talking about um <laughs> Which I do. Sprees in the movie box. Like, yeah. I like the sprees, but in the box, you had to go to Dollar General for those, which I do. <laughs> and he's right. I still basically see sprees. I don't like Did you sprees. hear Bob Stoops talking about the sign stealing college football? Awesome. So basically, Bob Stoops saying, yeah, everybody doesn't do it. It's horrible. You shouldn't do it. Yep. And he goes, you know, people generally do change their signs, except for Mike Leach. That guy was too lazy. He never changed his <laughs> signs. He didn't care. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. So, uh, I have a quick. Are we onto the air fire portion of the podcast? Yeah, I'm, we are. I'm, I'm through with right. my portion. I, I like had your fun game. with blind ranking. Thank I you. That was fun. Thank Great you. game. So, really quickly, because Cookies reminded me of this. So, one of the things, one of the air fire innovations. So, it's been a while since we've talked. Uh, I am an empty nester now. Wow. My lovely wife and I, uh, our daughter, our youngest daughter, Lillian, is that a freshman. The Werther's. It does. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> we are reaching the Werther stage of our lives. And uh, our youngest daughter, Emma, or Emma's my oldest. She's at state. Uh, youngest is at Alma. Great little college. She's on the dance yeah. team. Very excited. Good stuff. That said, though, we are empty nesters, which is wild. And uh, we see them all the time, by the way, like almost two hours away. State's an hour away. You know, we see them constantly. But on a day-to-day basis, Carl and I are, are hanging out, just the two of us. And by the way, he shaves a half hour off of all his times. You're not driving to Lansing in an hour. You're, f- you're at Durand. After oh, you've oh, done an hour. Okay, actually, Lansing's an It's hour. like when he says, hey, I'm on the way, and he hasn't left his house yet. <laughs> right. Lansing is legitimately it's an, an hour, an hour and 20. Half. It's an hour and a half. My, it's an hour 20 from my house. Yeah, right. I've done it a lot. You're in Schwartz Creek. It's <laughs> <laughs> Schwartz Creek is an hour. <laughs> Schwartz Creek is an hour. That was such a definite hour. You nailed that. That I was am, the exact location he would be I at. have a full 10 minutes west of him. That's what I'm saying. All right. That's, so you were saying. That's what I'm saying. Hour 20 to state. So because of that, 
I, I don't need to be eating cookies all the time. Let me get that straight, right? I'm, you know, trying to get my health plan going again. It's whatever. It's fine. But every now and then, like you get, you'll make cookie dough, or get cookie dough, and you can use the air fryer to make about four cookies. Like it doesn't make a lot of cookies, but it makes four amazing cookies. Which, when there's only two of you, that's perfect. Is a pretty good set of cookies. Because then you can have four and then make another batch right. for Carly. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can have three you... and she can have yeah. one. Is how it normally goes. So, like, if, if you took the break apart cookie dough, right? Yes. We don't buy that very often because it's not great, but we had no. to use it. And it still well, it let's works. Let's just say you did. If you mm-hmm. dropped in just a I, the whole thing, um, <laughs> just like boom, just it's a block sitting at yeah, the bottom. Yeah, got it. Yep. Is it gonna make blondies for you? I don't think so. So here's the thing, I we have the circle air fryer, the old, you know, like the the crock, okay. You the, got a little keg. The, the, you got a little mini keg. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the Instapot version. So it's like we only have. Okay, yeah. Five square okay. inches in there. See, so we four went cookies with the full is, like ninja folds up yeah. into the cabinet kind of thing now because we're all in on air fryers. Yep. We got uh, the big Cuisinart toaster oven looking one. Yes. And it's I want amazing. that. We don't use the actual Instapotting part enough where I'm like, we should just get rid of this thing. Give it to her, give it to like my mother-in-law and get the actual <laughs> air fryer. Because like we've been a while since we... Because how often you know, are you like, we got to cook a full roast in like 15 minutes right don't. now. The, like, right. Never. The one thing that we use it for is, you know, a lot. The one thing we use it for... Hard-boiled that, eggs. Hard-boiled eggs. It's and literally worth the potatoes. money is a hard-boiled egg maker. Baked potatoes. Honestly. It also is great. Oh, it's good to know. So, so I'm saying we do we do chicken breast in it now. Raw chicken breast. That's Like good. we put it in and it totally sure, works. Yeah. Instead of grilling. Like if I, I'm, yeah. I'm like, I don't want to take the cover off the grill. That's I'm like... Just, I'm just going to throw no this one's got time for that. had them in the air fryer though? The potatoes? Uh, the raw chicken. Yeah, yeah. Just cooking... From raw to fully cooked in the air fryer, it's great. Do you need Do you need the Instapot for that anymore? Just saying. I'm just. I'm you're just right. You're it right. There. Like you, the, no, you're 100 right. We do. We actually do use the air fryer setting more often than we use. I can the, be honest with you. Also, the Instapot intimidates me. There are so many buttons, and when you press them, it never is as clear as like yeah. time. Dude, and, I, and we've talked about this, but I have no idea what <laughs> setting. <laughs> Events the steam or closes the steam because it's the worst it's icon the in worst modern icon society. I have, and it's like if you get this wrong, you will blow up your house. <laughs> <laughs> it literally says that in the rules. I am unerringly incredibly smart, and that icon is so bad. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, we're just gonna guess. I'm gonna hit the button at the end. We might Maybe die I'm in right. 35 minutes. Hey, honey, go stand in the driveway. <laughs> yeah. You, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and vent this thing. Go like, stand in the driveway. I might get two faced. I'll like you know I'll take a yes. steam bath. Like, I don't know what's gonna happen here, but I'm gonna push the button and see what happens because whatever I'm supposed to. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. Adam, there is some crossover with your game, but I was in a rush. Oh, perfect. And this was kind of for me because I love eggs. Like I I love Ooh, me some eggs. Me too. Yeah. Adam, I want your top three uses for egg. Uses for egg. Wow. Okay, first is just straight up eggs by themselves. For That's me. your number one? I love it. More specific, how are we how you gotta, are we doing You got to give me which version of eggs. Yeah, how are we doing this? Oh, well, I mean, if I'm asking them to be made anywhere I go, and it obviously depends on the dish that I'm having it with. Like, obviously, I don't want over easy on everything, but over easy egg. Okay. Over, is that like a little runny? Fried over is easy the, is runny. Is the white yeah. runny on over easy? No. So if you order, I, I, I'll legitimately, so you, you, you're a man who's ordered over easy eggs in a restaurant, it sounds like, over easy yes. eggs. But the white's fully The whites cooked. are firm if you say over easy? 
They usually are. Okay. Because okay. I, I don't like a runny white. That's what I'm scared but of. But I See, love... usually sunny side up will give you a little bit of the oh, runny Oh, is that white. the There's difference? Okay, okay good. Because I don't um, want that. I might right. go... Because I've been doing medium for years because I was afraid of the runny... I'll, yeah. I'll eat the runny white. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I don't want it. So I've been saying medium for years. Yeah. I'd like to go to easy. Over Easy over medium and over hard refers to the yolk. In 100%. all three, the white is fully cooked. Perfect. I'm going to go back to, to, I'm going back to easy. That's good. Then. It's good to know. Do you know how, um, sorry to interrupt, but you know, remember how your grandma invented the dilly bar? Yep. Yes, she did. Did I ever tell you Grandpa Ty, my dad's dad, <laughs> <laughs> we're having dinner and he orders a salad and he uh, orders French dressing and he orders some blue cheese crumbles on the side and he looks at me and Rebecca stone cold and goes, I invented that. <laughs> French dressing and blue cheese? Yeah, and he goes, nobody in this town was doing that before me. <laughs> and Rebecca looks at him and goes, nobody's doing that in this town now. That's <laughs> such a Rebecca answer. Yeah, so that's like... But it's also I, like the strongest quote of all time, nobody in this town. Yeah, so Grandpa Ty was like a literal inventor. Like he invented bolts and nuts and stuff. Like he was brilliant. I invented But that. his arrogance was such that he was inventing dressings like at the restaurants he was going to around town. Dressing and, cheese combos. Yeah, yeah. and he, he always thought that people like kind of wanted to know like about him even though they don't so the point is every i went out to arizona to spend two weeks with him and we went on a road trip and it was awesome every time we go to breakfast so maybe like six or eight times we're out at breakfast he would order um two eggs over hard and he'd look at the waitress and go because i'm gonna make a sandwich out of it and I thought every time you don't care what you do with doesn't them. care. You could be she, rubbing these on your butt. <laughs> she doesn't. You could rub them on your nipples. Care. You could wear them in your pants, buddy. I don't no care. No one cares. So what now you're it's doing a thing with, with me and Joe because I told him that story. My brother that every time we order any kind of egg, I'll go. It's because I'm going to make a sandwich out of it, <laughs> which is funny because I it's want. It's a great line. <laughs> I'm gonna. Well, I'll wait till my turn. I'm gonna go against Grappa's advice on the sandwich. Okay. Go ahead, finish right, yours. Sorry, that was a long way to that say. That was a long way to get Number one is over easy. easy. eggs. Over easy. Okay. Great choice, just by start, the way. Great start choice. right in with just right. flat, give me eggs. Is that your number one or your number three? I don't know. Doesn't matter. I don't know. Right, okay. It's in my top three. I know that. All right. Because I got to be honest, I don't know what number three is yet. <laughs> like, I know, know what I'm about to yeah. say. All right. And then we're going to go from there. Um, the next thing I'm going to say is the omelet. Perfect. Great use of eggs. It's a great use of eggs. Now, I'm what, going with it. what's your uh, standard? Um, oh, wow. Okay. See, I love, I, I, I'm never going to say no to ham and cheese, bacon and cheese, sausage, sausage and cheese, of any of, of that. Yeah. Meat um, and cheese is my go-to. Yep. But if I, you know, if they have it, some kind of a Spanish omelet where you what may get chorizo instead oh, of normal oh. sausage, you may get some jalapenos or tomatoes in there. I get really excited about that. And so like, I like that. Chorizo is a food that I want to like more than I do because it's always so 100%. greasy. 100%. Like I love the All idea day. of chorizo, but it's like just this greasy pile. Every Me time too. you get it, yes. I want to love it, and every time I'm like, I didn't like that as much yep. as I wanted to like it. Yep. It's why you got to get it in the omelet because the, the grease egg kind of hide, yeah it hides the grease. Yeah, that's fair. It pulls some of it into it, and so yeah. it's not as clearly sitting in a vat of its own grease. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so that's probably going to be number two is the omelet. Uh, love that. Um, boy, uses for eggs. This is wild because like. It's in everything. It's in everything. And, and who doesn't like brownies and cookies and cake and all that? And so, like, I should probably just say, as a baking ingredient, and, you know, take it all. But there's this, oh, man, there's this small part of me that's going to totally, okay, why not? Why not? I'm, ooh, 
Okay. You got also, this. We're here for you. Here's some you honorable this. mention. Honorable mention. I'm not taking this, but honorable mention will be uh, the sausage egg cheese McMuffin. You mean my number one in a minute? Yeah. yeah that, that egg one. is amazing. Yeah, that got one. it. I yep. could have guessed that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm going to go with French toast. Such a great call. That is a good, because the eggs are, see, well, here's what I like about that. I, great I, call. I do want to listen in a second. I'm going to exclude baking, even though brownies deserve to be our number three. Because that, to sure. me, for whatever reason, brownies feel more, pro, or eggs feel more prominent in brownies than they do cookies. Because you know why? Brownie mixes are like, add some eggs and oil and you're done. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to like a hundred other ingredients in yeah. cakes and cookies. But French toast, eggs are like a primary ingredient. Sure are. You know, like you got that egg bag. just get all fried up and eggy. Yep. Right. Yeah, and I so thought good. about throwing out for fried chicken. Because you can use an egg wash in that, but yeah. you you don't have to use an egg wash. Yeah. So you can have good fried chicken without eggs. I you thought can't have about good French toast without that eggs. That was an honorable mention for me was um, when you're breading stuff. Yeah. But to your point, it's not required. You can get a good breading without egg. Exactly. But certain things, it's just a little better with the egg. Right. Yeah. But you can't do French toast. Without I have eggs. this um, MacGyver recipe I made one time where I'll dice pork and douse it in egg and bread it in Special K. And it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. I actually. Mm-hmm. It's I'm really sure it's good. good. Mm-hmm. Give me that. Yeah, it's real good. I would, uh, it's I would real good. All right, Matt. Yeah. So my number one is the sausage egg and cheese McMuffin. It's Though, great. I'm gonna take breakfast sandwich, but I'm gonna make a distinction in a second here. So I'm gonna take breakfast sandwich as my number one. I'm gonna uh, get them over hard because I'm gonna make a sandwich. Because I'm gonna make a sandwich. <laughs> I'm gonna get to that in a second. <laughs> Nobody I, in this town was doing that before me. I'm gonna make a distinction between my number one and my number two. My number two is the fried egg sandwich which is literally bread and egg and cheese. And here's what's interesting about that. I'm an over-easy guy. I want, I want the juice. I want, to, I want to take that one nasty bite where everything explodes and gets all over the bread. It's delicious. And you swipe it. You, know, you use yeah. it to clean up your plate. And I realized to myself over the years and years of eating all of the different egg sandwiches that I will never put sauce on a breakfast sandwich so if it's got bacon or sausage with it it's always going to be dry bread bread whatever bread i'm using muffins yeah. biscuits yeah. you know white bread whatever it's bread meat cheese and egg but if i'm making a fried egg sandwich i'm going to put hot sauce on it or i'm going to put ketchup on it sometimes even a little bit some i've done mayo or miracle Whip in the past Ooh. sounds weird but it's good I'm and you know and I, but i do every time and i love a fried egg sandwich it's one of my favorite things like it's so easy and quick in the morning absolute favorite of mine. that's why it's number two my number three. Wait, wait. So one oh. is breakfast sandwich, and, and two, number two is fried egg. I'm making a distinction sandwich, because doesn't I think, have to be breakfast. No, I'm just that, I agree with that, but I, I want to make a distinction. I think it's different. In, is one me. like a restaurant breakfast sandwich, and well, two you're making no, one I think has breakfast meat, sandwich means two that doesn't. there's meat, exactly. and that the uh, egg is serving as almost a a side to the meat, which correct. is the star. And like the, the sausage egg, McMuffin, the sausage. The egg scrap a tie style on a breakfast sandwich. Normally, if I'm going to put sausage mm. or bacon, I do prefer the over hard egg in that situation. For whatever reason, I don't yeah. mind the runny egg, but when it's just well, that's, bread, that's why Grandpa Ty liked it over yep. hard because he was going to make a sandwich out of it, <laughs> right? But I'm making the distinction. That's a hundred percent line that has already embedded itself into my brain forever. It's, it's a good one. So I'm going to quickly honorable mention omelets and baking because those are yeah. great use of eggs. Because my number three is very personal for me, and it is the egg salad sandwich. Oh, I you love egg salad. Me. Yep. No. You don't like egg salad? It's fine. Oh, I Adam, love it. And we were doing so well. It's fine. It's one of my favorites. Like <sighs> I'm gonna I need a minute. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say. Hey, hold on, Adam. hold on. 
Are you mixing this with with uh, mayonnaise or Miracle Whip? Both, but I do Miracle Whip. I knew Mayo. you were going to say I will that. Eat. I knew you were going <laughs> to. <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> well, that, that, just, that just made parts of me soft. Yeah. I want to acknowledge. Like, I, am, I am so not okay with that. I will also. I love a mayo version, too. I'm a Miracle Whip guy. We've covered that in the past. It's what I grew up with. I know. Here we are. But I'll do it either way. That said, I, I don't. Salad. And at the same time as saying that you're a Miracle Whip guy on egg salad, you also told us you put ketchup on eggs. I let I gave him a free pass. I know. I just I know. let I'm it go. I'm not going to bring it up. Now it that go. we've gotten back I gave to mayo, a free pass. And, and, I put and ketchup on a on. fried egg sandwich. I don't add no. ketchup to so scrambled what? eggs. It's gross. It's good. Anyway, hot sauce was like, all right, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, ketchup. I'm like, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> it's good. Exactly. I was like, what? You make bad decisions. Ketchup, yeah. <laughs> a slice of American, and an over easy egg on white toast is pretty awesome. It's. I'm sure it's wonderful. So, so you have your. Egg My number salad. three is egg salad. Almost, almost swore. You have your crappy. Um, yes. I was so mad that you're putting went, Miracle Whip in egg salad. I, I was like, so <laughs> your sh- like, I was so ready to just drop down. Went, this. Sorry, everybody. So you have this really crappy yep. Miracle Whip egg salad sandwich. That's my number three. You're about to it. curse them out like you won an Origins Award. I, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I don't order in restaurants or from delis because they put onions in it or celery and I don't want that. They always do, yeah. Yeah, I don't want onions Do you celery. do it just straight up on the plate or do you like a croissant or something like that? All. But I All. I'll, I usually, I, prefer, I do it on toast mostly. I like it. So I'll toast the bread before I do it because I like the, the hot cold. Yeah, but egg salad's so egg good. Egg salad rates above ham salad for me. Yeah, ham salad's kind of nasty. But it's below chicken salad or tuna salad. So I don't need tuna salad. I'd rather just don't have tuna. Don't need tuna salad. I just have tuna. Yeah. But I'm with you. I, I get like you, chicken though. salad a lot, a lot, actually. Yeah. It's real good. Emma's a chicken it's salad great. person. She makes it. I, it's like, I'd actually rather have egg salad, though. Me too. It's my favorite of the three. I will say quickly on omelets. It, speaking of things that you want to live to see your 50s, the southern omelet, pretty great. It is. Yeah, the sausage, sausage cheese covered in the gravy. Dude, you and Cisco should talk. He, is he a solid omelet oh, guy? Oh yeah, anything with gravy. Oh god, they're the all best. <laughs> Gravy's his love language. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's great. At a boy, Cisco. All right, three. I'm going with Matt, but a different number from the McDonald's yeah. menu. I'm going number three, the bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Biscuit, biscuit instead yeah. of McDonald's. had one this morning after my stress test. <laughs> So, um, so you stra- nailed the stress test and decided, I, did. I can go and I get did. one of I'm these. I'm like, oh, these pains have been having. Oh, it's not the heart. It must be something else. Stress test is perfect. Yep. Boom, rolling through the drive-thru. <laughs> like, I'm, I missed you so much, baby. <laughs> That's right. Oh, as soon naughty. as she said, man, these numbers look really good. I'm like, yes. Anyway, uh, so bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit is number three. You an athlete? Number two, I like a poached egg. Uh, love oh, a I egg. love a poached egg too. Yeah, because it's do. what you guys said. It's over say, it's easy. <laughs> it's the same, but it's a yes. different shape. It comes. I actually have this egg poacher. That you did. We've talked about me. this. It's I'm so jealous great. of your egg poacher. Love it, and it comes out in the perfect shape. And then you put it on toast, and the runny all over the toast. Yeah, I would have six of these a day. Love it. Because I've had up your, to three your of them. Holds yeah, up to six. <laughs> it does I would hold have six. Six. Yeah. <laughs> My number one hasn't been brought up. Deviled eggs. I love them, but I I purposely chose. An egg salad sandwich over deviled eggs. Though, by the way, making egg salad out of deviled eggs the next day, yeah, yeah, is yeah, awesome. Yeah. That's a, that's a good the thing with deviled eggs, they're very that's similar. Yes. They are. The thing with deviled eggs, though, is I, there's a line where someone gets a little too mustardy for me. They can. There's no such thing. As I too like mustardy. mustard, but I'm I with, like. I'm with both of you. Yeah, I, I agree. But they can get really mustardy. Yeah, I'm in. Well, yeah, there's the vinegar that gets a little strong. But yep. I'm I'm in on on the mustardy. I love that. I saw this recipe. How do you recently. like deviled eggs and not like egg salad? It's the same thing. He's right. He's right. It's the amount Adam. of mayonnaise. Okay, 
I can give you that. That's, you don't have to. You put a, hey, you asked for my no, answer. No, it's a fair. Listen, I actually acknowledge that's a, a better answer. I didn't expect a good answer. That was a good answer. I was thinking maybe you don't put paprika in egg salad, and that's like a strong contributor to the deviled egg. I don't I know. I enjoy paprika. I saw a recent thing online, though, that I want to try, and that's deep fried deviled eggs. I've heard what? of that. What? Sounds weird to me, but I've heard of it. Um, I'm hold on. I'm going to try it. Is it where they did the whole, whole thing or just the center? Uh, no, they deep fry the egg. Do oh, they hold and on? Then they put the the the, the yolk stuff. Interesting. Is do they still going? Do on. they? That's, no, that's not deep fried. That's put on the deep. The fried part egg. that's fried though is it's it dipped in egg before it's fried? <laughs> it's an egg dipped in egg. <laughs> I, I didn't watch closely <laughs> enough. I got hung up on. They breading. might want to try that. I got hung up on breading and I was like, oh. <laughs> I didn't see. You I've had it. Thing, I mean, you. <laughs> some fried panko on an egg probably doesn't suck. No. Wow. I, I was at a fancy pants restaurant that did like du jour deviled eggs, and I'm like, they were good, but I'm like, I like, I like, I like just a regular. All right. Egg. So, and also ran for me was um, an over easy egg on a burger. I'll do that. I don't. I, don't, I like it. I do. But it's pretty dumb. For, just far down my list. I don't do it very often. Oh, see, I love it. I love but I will it. say, you give me That's like my son and I. If we go to a, like a Red Robin or something like that, we're like, put an egg, egg on that. Do you do the bacon? <laughs> Every time. Put bacon an egg, egg on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do like that. What about, so an also ran for me would be custard. Because mm. isn't oh, it basically just ice cream use. plus egg? It is. Yeah, custard's amazing. It's well, like I was, better. I, I was even like having you go to like flan and stuff. Like yeah, that's yeah, all that. strong I have a terrible story I want to tell very quickly because it happened like last week. So. There's a custard place by Ben and I's work that's incredible. Irma's. It's called Irma's. It's great. Yeah. Irma's with an E. It's important to the story. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, on the way home, Irma's opens at like noon so because people get there for lunch and stuff. It's crazy good. And it's this little shack and it closes at the end of October. So last week I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get Irma's one last time before it closes for the season. So I stopped to get Damn my... Man, I should have got it Tuesday on my way home. Yeah. I think like, I think it literally closes on Thanksgiving or I mean uh, oh, I can Halloween. Do, I can do Monday. You have Monday still, I think. And uh, so... I'm sitting there and I'm waiting for my custard to come out of the window and this older gentleman who's very animated comes up to the window and he has a printed out piece of paper and he's like, I was here like a week ago and you double charged me because I here's my here's Irma's and it was like $6 for a custard. He's like, and then there's another charge for $14 and that wasn't me. And she's like, I've called like three times. Burr, burr, burr. And then the girl goes in the back and he's like, then he tells like me and the lady next to me the story that we don't want to hear about right. how I got double charged. <clears throat> Within Seeing the time it create a mutiny, like a, a, like a group of people rally who support. will also go with like, him. I've been very patient, I think. I've called three times. Now I had to come up Were here. you like, dude, it's like eight bucks. I said, I'm like, you go know, away. I, I literally said, maybe just you know, look at it like you paid it forward, huh? He's like, well, if I had chosen to, maybe. Oh, my gosh. So then the, this poor like 17-year-old girl comes out of the back and goes, uh, sir, this is Irma's with an I. It's a fruit stand down the street. Maybe you went there after you bought your ice cream. And he goes, oh. <gasps> and he just walks back to his car, and I I glance over his shoulder. Irma's with an eye. He was just at the he like forgot that he had been to both He's places. Called three times. He He's called three times. Called this girl and he showed up because he was just wow. <laughs> yeah. So this, this is like his bank statement yes. where it's like he charge literal, after charge, like, printed out charges. Wow. He's like, look, you charged me twice in a row, and I only got one custard. And she's like, that's a uh, Irma's. It's a fruit stand. <laughs> and she did it so nice. She's so nice. Wow. She's like seventeen. What a champ. What a she's champ. She's so nice. And he goes. Oh, and just got back to went back to his car. I wish we could punt that guy into the sun. I do too. I'm yeah. like, like, you don't get yeah. to be in society with me. Me anymore. and the older lady. You're gonna be to rude to people. Exactly. We had we got to have a look. I like, think I've been very patient. Hey, you know what Larry would have said of that yeah, guy? Look at this. Look at this. Look at this a hole. A hole. <laughs> 
Whereas my dad would have immediately joined the mutiny and been like, that's how they get you. Your that's dad would have stormed the custard stand. <laughs> he would have been like, yeah, that extra charge, that's how they get you. <laughs> like That would have been Gary you. right there. He yep. would have been in there on the custard thing, like yeah. pouring it on the floor, riding it like a bull. <laughs> yes. My dad would have handed the guy $14 yeah, he to make him go away. Like it's, yeah. All dads are different. <laughs> Fellas. There it is. That was a long show, but it was long overdue. Yeah. It's yeah. good to talk to you. Adam, we still sell, uh, sell swag, right? If people go to the website? We do. We do. I've, I've got an idea to talk to you all about something, I by need the to way. I so, out a Kickstarter update. Maybe I'll throw that in there. I had an idea yeah. of like, hey, we should sell this thing on this site. I should check with Adam if it's possible. Yeah. But I forgot what it was, so I'll, I'll get back to you on that one. We'll keep thinking about it. Yeah, okay. So, hey, that's MotorCityGameworks.com, right? It is. You can get some hoodies, T-shirts, coffee mugs, all that good stuff. Support us. Stickers. Yeah, kids right love on. the stickers. Good stocking stuffer. Stickers. That's true. Yeah, good one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, fellas, that's a show. It's great talking to you, and we will see you edit eventually. This ending out. <laughs> Later. I was Later. Say, don't don't give them like. See and next month we'll be there because <laughs> yeah, you know, next and month eventually next episode we'll be there. The Kelseys have taken over the podcasting it's world true. anyway, so like we're just all we're not famous enough for a podcast, no, we, but we are renowned. We Kelsey's are renowned. Have renowned. Renowned. Vaguely aware. Yes. <laughs> See ya. Later. See ya. Shoes and legs are out to get me.